Turn off your lights. Make sure your doors and windows are locked. Things are about to get spooky. Uber Driver Freaks Me Out by Changing Roots by Panadesk Inc. A little context for this one. Just so you know, this ended up being longer than I expected. I, 32 female, live in a country where women get murdered in a staggering numbers. About 10 to 11 are killed daily according to statistics. And most of these murders go unpunished. Hell, many don't even get investigated by police. These murders range from domestic abuse to random abductions. For example, several women have been abducted in regular taxis and services like Uber, and then their bodies turned up abandoned with signs of R and SA. As for my story, I usually get around town in my own car, but I've used Uber on multiple occasions. This is not Uber bashing, by the way. Most times it is safe and a reliable service, which is why I use it. And I try not to be paranoid despite the stories of women that have gone missing in this way. Anyway, this means every woman I know has thought about what they would do if they found themselves in this situation. Stuff like being on the phone with someone the whole ride. Not falling asleep no matter how tired slash drunk you are. Sharing your location through another app. Assessing whether jumping out of a moving car is worth the risk and even carrying weapons. I carry a pocket knife, and I learned to use it. Survivors had told stories of their drivers going quiet, turning off the app, and changing routes to streets they don't recognize. They try to pass it off as taking a shortcut. That being said, one day after work, I had to take a taxi home, and I scheduled an Uber as usual. The car rolled up, the make and model matched, the plates matched, and the driver looked like the photo. So far, so good. I climbed inside the car, greeted the driver, and immediately shared my live location with my hubby, letting him know that I was on my way. As an extra precaution, I always check the locks can be disengaged by hand, and bonus points to the cars with the windows that can be cranked down manually. The drive started normal. Driver was an older guy, friendly. We struck up a conversation, you know, small talk. We found a lot of traffic and the driver asked if I wanted to take an alternate route. I pointed at an access road that I normally use to skip traffic and he switched lanes. We were going down the access road and that's when things started getting sketchy. He said that he made a wrong turn and he kept driving further and further away from the main road, supposedly looking for a way to get back on track. The app was still running as normal, and the GPS was telling him how to get back on the main road, but he kept ignoring it, saying that we were now too far away anyway, and that he knew another way to get to my destination faster. So this is when alarms started going off in my head especially because we were getting closer to the bad part of town. True, if you cross those neighborhoods, you can find another main road on the other side. But most people avoid it for it being the aforementioned bad part of town. Like, 
Police don't even patrol these streets sometimes. As he drives deeper into the neighborhood, he notices I'm tensing up. Truth is, I was debating whether I should reach for my knife or if I was being super paranoid, and the driver was honestly just trying to get to the other main road. So, he starts telling me about the neighborhood, and that I shouldn't be scared, that it was dangerous, but that good people lived there. Honestly, I wasn't so worried about people living in the neighborhood as I was about this mofo taking the scenic route. So, I started talking too, about how I was aware there was a road that crossed the other side, and that I knew exactly where I was. The conversation at some point turned to his daughter, who was college-aged, and I kept making as many parallels as I could between that girl and myself. Hand on my pocket, knife by this point, the other hand ready to unbuckle the seatbelt, while I kept an eye on the map to make sure we were getting closer to the other main road. And thankfully, we were. I did not begin to relax until I started recognizing where we were. We did eventually make it to my own neighborhood, and I made him stop a block before we reached my house. Didn't want the guy to know where I actually lived, and I skipped out of there as fast as I could. I really, really hope I was just being paranoid, and that I was never actually in any danger. But damn, that was an intense ride. I'm a very paranoid and cautious person, so I decided to time travel to the moment of my death to see if I could prevent it. Who knew that my time traveling would be the cause of my demise? I waved back at a man. Now I think he wants to hurt me. Bye, Kawaja. 0192 Every day I walk home from school with my friend because she only lives a little bit away from me, so our roots line up. At the start of the school year, we noticed there was a man usually looking at us from his window while we walked home from school. Found it a little weird, but ultimately didn't think much of it. A few months ago, after the heat of the summer died down a bit, he started seeing on his porch when we walked by. Usually he would just smile at us, sometimes I smiled back, but I usually just ignored him. One day, as I was walking by his house, he waved to me from where he was sitting. I stopped and waved back at him and told him to have a nice afternoon as I walked past. It felt a little weird because he didn't reply, but eventually I forgot about the whole thing. Once when my mother was at work, I was alone at our house and I noticed him walking past our house several times through my window. I felt very creeped out and uncomfortable. I considered talking to my parents about it, just in case, but I ultimately convinced myself he wasn't doing anything wrong, so it didn't really matter. Yesterday I walked home from school alone because I had to stay behind with some other kids outside the school for a few hours since we had our club that day and I didn't want to walk home just to have to come back fairly soon after. I had just bought myself a nice pair of wired headphones a few weeks with the money I had been saving up for a long time, since I don't have a job. I was playing them over one ear, and I was walking home. 
On the way home, there's a public lot with a stable on it that I like to cut through to get into the yard as quick as I can rather than walking around the property. Sometimes people like to hang around it to meet up, but there wasn't anyone on it that I could see. As I rounded a corner on the stable, someone grabbed the back of my shirt. From the way they were grabbing it, I could see part of their hand. I jerked forward and they grabbed the top part of my headphone. The wire was at the bottom part of my neck and I got stuck for a moment and I remember feeling like if I couldn't get away, something very bad was going to happen. The wire eventually snapped and I took off running as fast as I could screaming. I let go of my shirt and I hopped the half-length fence to our property and I ran as fast as I could onto the sidewalk in front of my house because I was worried that I would take too long on the lock if they were following me. By the time I got to the sidewalk point, I was crying, and I felt like I was going to collapse because I was so scared. When I looked over my shoulder, I couldn't see anyone, but I kept running until I reached my friend's house in case whoever was there was still around. When I got there, I was in tears, and it took me a bit to explain the situation, because they couldn't understand me. I tried calling my mother, but she wouldn't pick up the phone. My friend's mom called the police, and they came to check things out. There was nobody at the stables, and they told me that it was most likely some kid trying to mess around, but they escorted me home to where my mother was waiting for me anyways. I didn't tell them about the old man because I was worried they would think I was crazy, considering he hasn't technically done anything, but there's something in my mind that keeps telling me that it was him who grabbed me at the stables. When I was walking home from school today, I brought a screwdriver with me in case I needed to defend myself. I also had my friend with me. My mother offered to pick me up from school, but I was worried that if I showed how the encounter had affected me, then it would make things worse. I also avoided the stables, and my friend made sure I made it to the door. The guy on the porch wasn't there today, and I'm still not fully sure if it was him or not. I feel terrible that my headphones broke, but I can't help but wonder what would have happened if they didn't. I'll update if anything else happens. I'm using a spare account in case any personal details not in this post can be found on my main account. I was sad that one of our young women had left the shelter to go back to her abusive boyfriend. The sadness quickly turned into rage when I met my son's girlfriend. Creepy Neighbor by TopFlen2224 Hey guys, this is a real story that has absolutely traumatized me and my boyfriend. Two years ago, I moved to the UK for university. As I always wanted to go there and get away from my parents, as the situation at home was beginning to become too toxic for me. In my first year at uni, I moved into student accommodations and met some really great people. It was a good year, even without me and my boyfriend, who I'm still with, and just enjoyed my time away from my family and discovering what independence really meant. 
Anyhow, as the second year came by, I decided with some friends to move into a house rented by student accommodations. At least we had our own house, and weren't restricted as much with noises and parties as living in a small shared flat like the year before. Note, I had a ground floor room, and my window gave into a small backyard, in which I go to smoke every day, as I am a smoker, and in which there would be a very thin wooden door given into the other side of the street, where you put your bins and broken chairs, blah blah blah. The door could be only closed and locked from the inside of the backyard, but since it was an old door, we had attached some strings to keep it closed for good. I had neighbors on each side of the house, so we were surrounded by families and some other student accommodations. The neighbors on the right of us were five boys who looked way over the age of being in university. They were strange, so to say. I met one of them outside our house one day because of a police investigation due to one of his flatmates attacking him and the others with a kitchen knife and burning their kitchen down. I heard some screams and so I went outside with my flatmates and saw one of them being covered in blood and cuts everywhere on his arm and a wound on his head inflicted by a kitchen knife. Me and my flatmate didn't know what to do, so we offered him our help to clean him up and give him an old t-shirt and change out of those bloody clothes. We then saw the guy who hurt these flatmates being escorted out by the police and into a van and driven off to be arrested. I don't know anything more about that story. The police didn't really tell us anything else. Anyway... The guy who helped us was quite weird. He said a lot of BS and kept trying to grab me and flirt with me. And we noticed when we helped him, he smoked a lot of marijuana, but just didn't really care at the moment, as we just wanted to make sure he was okay as we didn't know him. Then after some time had passed, I would go to uni and come back home and see him quite often in the street just never said a word to him again. But one day, he came up to me in the street while I went to go to the corner shop and started talking to me weirdly, and I didn't feel comfortable at all with that for some reason, so I just didn't respond to him. He then just said, Oh, that's okay, I'll just wait for you in front of your house then and we'll talk further. No need to say, I was creeped out and just thought he was joking. So I bought my drinks at the shop and headed back to my street. And as I turned into the street where my house was, I saw him with his flatmate sitting on my doorstep, waiting for me. So I panicked and went back to the corner shop and called my only guy flatmate to ask him to open the door and tell the guys to go away. But... Obviously, he wasn't home, and no one else was either. So I literally just waited out until they left about an hour later, and then sprinted back to my home and locked the front door. Note, my front door has a glass panel on it where you would be able to kind of make out who was standing in front of it. 
After this already pretty scary encounter, I just tried to avoid the guy and mostly succeeded for a while. But then one day, as I went to smoke in the backyard, I noticed that the wooden door, which is always closed, was open. And the strings that were put there to keep it closed were cut off. For whatever reason, I didn't think anything of it and just closed the door again and put new strings on it, thinking it was one of my flatmates who took the bins out and just didn't tie it back. The weird neighbors would very often scream and yell and fight in their house, and it would wake me up and my flatmates up in the middle of the night. But we kind of got used to it after a while. But one evening, my boyfriend slept over like he normally did. And he, who usually never, ever wakes up because of a noise, woke up in the middle of the night because of a bang and some whispering. I was sound asleep, so he very silently woke me up, and we both just waited in the dark and listened for any noises. Suddenly, we heard the wooden door just bang, just shoot open and some footsteps next to my window. I always have my window open because it gets very warm inside. So we both just froze, and then we heard the door leading to the backyard get shaken softly as if they were trying to get inside. And then they stopped. Luckily, we had the curtains closed so they couldn't see us, but we were ready to get dressed and get the F out of that room and lock them in if they came in from the window. Then we just heard my window move and get more open, and one of the guys saying something in a different language that we didn't understand. I started to hear them trying to get in. My boyfriend and I just shot up out of bed, took my phone, put clothes on, and ran out of the room and out of that house. So I then called my flatmates and told them to lock themselves in their rooms, and then I called the police. Who luckily came in less than five minutes as the headquarters were a couple streets down from us. I don't remember anything after the police came. I think me and my boyfriend were in shock. They ended up catching one guy. The other fled and was later found a few streets up smoking weed. The police told us they went inside their house and found a lot of meth and heroin. And that they were just carrying a massive kitchen knife with them. I was so confused as I've never done anything to offend or do anything wrong to my neighbors. So the idea of them breaking in with God knows what intentions with a kitchen knife terrorized me and my boyfriend. The two guys ended up being arrested, and one of them was put in prison for two years for carrying a weapon with the intention to harm. I never heard anything else from the police, and I moved back home a few months later, as I was so scared and it traumatized me for months on end not knowing what would happen if my boyfriend didn't wake up. I'm still coping with it and finding it really tough to get over it, of always asking myself what if and what would have happened if. I now very often wake up because of the slightest noise and get horrible nightmares because of it. But hey, at least I'm still with my boyfriend and we often talk about it and it helps a lot.
My wife seemed caught between amusement and embarrassment as I stood from my chair and started to sing to her. But now, everyone in the restaurant has been singing the same unearthly note for 15 minutes, and her eyes show nothing but terror. Hacked and Stalked by Demi Green Fell Zero. Hey guys, I need advice. I know this is not usually what people post here, but I don't know where else to post. But for about three months, I have been experiencing hacking for what I assumed to be another tenant in my building. It all began with hacking my Bluetooth speaker. I'd be listening to something while doing my housework, and the next thing I know, my device would be disconnected, and the hacker would start playing very creepy and inappropriate music via my speaker. The main song they would play is Fucked With An Anchor by Ale Storm, a song I had never heard until this. If you choose to listen to the song, you'll see why this is immediately freaking me out. I would try everything I could to turn it off, but they would put the volume at full and play again and again. This happened on two separate occasions. After this, I stopped using my Bluetooth speaker to prevent this from happening again, until they hacked into my PlayStation and began playing the same song, again on full volume and continued to play after I tried to press the pause or exit my music app. I then unplugged my PlayStation and have not used it again. Finally, yesterday I asked Google a question via my Google Nest device, and straight after I heard a ding on the device, signaling that someone else was controlling it, which is only possible if I grant access. Also the case with all the other devices they have hacked so far. Straight after the ding, the hackers started playing the creepy music again. Different from last time. It was an old song with a very creepy undertone, and the only words I remembered are Times are getting hard, boy. I straight away unplugged my device to stop the music and have stopped using the device altogether. The reason this has freaked me out more than the last few times is the fact that I was on the phone with my friend at the time, talking about some personal things I had going on. Therefore, I believe the hacker is able to hear me. I'm unsure whether this is due to them being a direct neighbor of mine, or whether they have hacked my device to listen to me. I'm completely stumped what to do now, as I've contacted my landlord and they said that they'll send out a warning email to all the tenants, but I need to contact my internet provider for further action. I should have mentioned this earlier, but I live in student accommodations, and to make it cheaper, everyone uses the same Wi-Fi, but have separate logins so the reason it's so easy for them to hack into my device is due to us using the same Wi-Fi. I then contacted my internet provider and they said they can't do anything about it. I don't know what to do anymore. I have now had to forfeit the use of three separate devices to ensure this stops happening, but they continue to find a way to hack me. I feel incredibly unsafe and uneasy in my apartment, becoming paranoid someone is listening to me or watching me. I feel as if I'm going crazy. So please, give me advice.
My boyfriend complimented my makeup, but told me that he wished that I wouldn't wear so much. I gazed at the bruises among my face and wished that he wouldn't have to make me wear so much makeup. My family went to our hometown for my dad's 50th birthday. At a bar, a stranger came up to our table and said our incredibly secret family code. Bye, Maridu. I want to preface this by saying that this is all 100% legitimate. Nothing in this story is made up in the slightest, and it is not exaggerated in any way. My mother was an avid conspiracy podcast listener when my brother and I were growing up. She used to listen to Coast to Coast podcasts on alien conspiracies and would talk about recent UFO sightings and stuff like that. Anyways, because of this, my mom decided to tell my dad, my brother, and I an incredibly secret one-word code that would only be used to verify that we are who we say we are in case of time travel or something like that. It's a pretty unique word, if you can even call it that, that is almost inconceivable to be mentioned in regular conversations. We all thought it was pretty corny, but we all agreed to remember it, and all of us talk about the code in conversations every once in a while. Note that my mom came up with this code several years after we moved away to a different state, California, from our hometown, Illinois. Fast forward to last week. A tradition in our family is to go back to our hometown for Thanksgiving every year, and my dad's and uncle's birthday is within the week so we usually celebrate their birthday during the week as well. We decided, since it was my father's 50th birthday, that we'd go to a dive bar with my family and my parents' high school friends. Vibes were great, and it was the first time our whole family had been out together for several years. About an hour in, a late 60s to early 70s man wearing a bar staff shirt came up to me, my brother, and my mom, and said this incredibly secret aforementioned family code. The way he said it was so deliberate. It was like he knew how much the code meant to my family. We all looked at each other with very perplexing gazes, like we all wanted to say what the fuck to each other, but as soon as we looked at each other, he went over to where he was sitting prior to this incident. My brother went over to talk to him a few minutes later, but I forgot what he said to him. Nothing noteworthy as far as I know. I'll update this post what he said to my brother during the encounter when I ask him. Later that night, he and my dad were outside smoking, and he gave my dad a rock. It was a dark brown rock with some dark orange streaks passing through the rock. I think my dad gave it to my mom, and my mom threw it away. But I'll update this post with an image of it if she still has it. My mom believed that the rock was some sort of bad omen. I shit you not, this really did happen. My brother and I think it's a clever prank that my mom has pulled. But she usually cracks when this happens, and we've asked her a few times. I wouldn't think she would have joked about this in the first place, but it's the only logical thing that we could possibly come up with. Even the day following, my brother and I asked my mom about this incident again, and she remained very adamant about her not having any involvement in this. My dad isn't the prank-pulling kind of guy, and wasn't even there to see it go down. 
no negative connotations, but it's just not in his nature to ask a stranger to do something like that. So it eliminates him from doing something like this. We asked him anyway, and to no surprise, he said he had no involvement. I know this seems incredibly unbelievable, and I agree. It totally does. But it did happen, and it's a creepy interaction we'll likely never forget. I'm not a believer in the supernatural, but if I did think it was just a prank, I wouldn't have spent this time posting it here. Edit to respond to some of the comments thus far. I wasn't trying to insinuate the mystery guy is a time traveler. I was simply saying that my mom told us this in case of some weird scenario where we wouldn't be able to recognize each other physically. Basically, a way to verify that we are who we say we are. I know I explained it poorly, but all my family lives outside of our hometown today. And, even though I said we go every year for Thanksgiving, we haven't for the last two or three years due to COVID restrictions. Other than that exception, we've basically been every other year. We haven't lived there for roughly 20 years, and the only family member living there is my grandmother, who is in her 80s, and I don't even think she knows how to get the phone number for said bar. As mentioned previously, some of my parents' high school friends still live here, however. It was an on-the-fly decision to go to the dive bar. We weren't frequents, and it's located in a medium-sized city, greater than 150,000. Nobody had posted its whereabouts on social until later that night or afterwards. I appreciate everyone's responses so far. I agree that the bargain a tip is definitely not too far-fetched. However, I still think it's quite unlikely. To everyone trying to guess the secret code, nobody's gotten it yet. Concerned that I was sleeping too many hours per night, I set a stopwatch before bed. Nothing could have prepared me for how long I was unconscious. And with that, my friends, our time together is coming to an end. As always, I would like to thank the people who wrote these stories for letting me read them and bring them to life. As always, I hope you all stay safe and remember one very key rule. Trust your gut. If your gut tells you to get out or someone isn't safe, do it. Being rude can save your life. And of course, if you enjoy these stories, hit the like button and make sure it feels it. If you're new, please subscribe and turn that pretty little bell to all notifications. If you'd like to help this channel slash podcast grow, please just share it with anyone who might enjoy it. You'd be seriously surprised how much that helps. If you'd like to help in other ways, like these great people who are on screen right now, well, I do have Patreon and memberships, where for just a dollar a month, you get early access to all this and some other great bonuses as well. And if you would like something with my cute little avatars, well, I have merch. Or if you'd like to just do a one-time tip, I have Patreon and Buy Me A Coffee. All the links, including the ones to my socials, are down below or in the show notes. 
Now, with all that being said and done, of course I would love a comment. But, you know, it's April. So, let's get back to that Sunday word for you guys. In case you guys don't remember what the Sunday word is, I give you a word, and if you write me a sentence using said word, you're in next week's video with your comment on screen. So, let's get on to this Sunday's word. Which is vessel, V-E-S-S-E-L. Which means a hollow utensil as in a cup or bowl for holding something, or a craft bigger than a rowboat for navigation of the water. So, you can either leave a comment on YouTube, or you can go to Twitter, adding 242 Reads, and you'll be in next week's photo. And please don't forget about 242 Slumbers if you're looking for something more focused on helping you sleep. But as always, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. It really means the world to me. Sleep tight, and don't let 42 bite.